And welcome back to 24-7 Ball Talk. With me today is Sean Fessler, as always. And I am your host, Hayden Fessler. Today we will be talking about the Utah Jazz expectations for next year and the nemesis is that will come along with how good they will be and the different teams changing. And along with that, we will be talking at the end of the show about how Chris Paul and do you think the Thunder are going to be a playoff contending team with the addition of Chris Paul. Welcome back to 24-7 Ball Talk. I wasn't here last week, missed a week. We were down in uh, St. George, Utah, spending some time with family down there and wasn't able to get a podcast off last week. So this week uh, with the podcast, we'll be talking about a few things I want to talk about that's really been interesting and going on in the week. So first of all, uh, we'll talk about NBA preseason and building up for the opening of basketball this week. And also we'll go over Patrick Mahomes injury, heartbreaking to me. We'll do top receivers, power rankings, and then the teams that I'll highlight. And this week's highlighted teams will be Green Bay and Oakland and Minnesota and Detroit. I'm going to the NFC Central there and going to kind of talk about a couple teams up there. That's what's on the docket for today. So as we get ready to go uh, into it, I want to look at a few things through preseason in the NBA. First off, Talk about some top teams here in the NBA. Now, I've been doing some research out there and looking at these top teams uh, through the preseason on their records and rankings. And in the East, you have the Bucks and the Heat, the Celtics, the Sixers, and the Nets who have not lost a preseason game. Now, in the West, the Nuggets, the Pelicans are the only two undefeated teams with Lakers Kings and Rockets. Those are your top teams right now in preseason with their records. Now in the West, the records are really super close. You have a three, four teams at two and two. That's why the Kings and the Rockets were right there tied. The Suns were also at two and two. So I don't know how much you can put into this preseason, but it brings an alarming, brings an alarming rate out to me. If you look at it, kind of some of these top teams as they had there. And then I looked at some of the the rankings where you would put these top teams in the NBA. So as I look at it, okay, you look at these top 10 rankings in, or top maybe five rankings uh, up until now, as you have, you have the, uh, you have the Bucks. I'll do the East first here as I go over this. The, you're going to have the Bucks, the 76ers, Celtics, Raptors, and Nets. Those are the top teams they have in the power rankings, and I'll get to them here in a minute. But those are the top teams as you're looking at it going into the season. So in the East, again, let me go back over the Bucks number one. Now, a lot of people, and you look across the thing, have the Bucks winning it all. 
Now, I don't know if the Bucks can win it all because playoff woes, they haven't been able to. They were supposed to win it last year, the East, and they got ousted by the Raptors. So I look there. Now, again, these are just my top teams. I'm, I'll give you the power rankings here in a minute. Going in the season, after watching preseason games, seeing what's been going on in the NBA, and, you know, again, you got teams, people trying to get in shape. you got teams trying other different players out. I understand the preseason. Again, these are just the ones in the preseason top polls just by, this is just mere, uh, me just looking at it saying this is what it is. Top teams again. Let me do the East. So I think by preseason, I test now the Raptors, they haven't won. But again, I still say it's preseason. So this is how I look at this is going to be. It's pretty pretty much for what everybody else. I think the East is pretty easy to kind of depict. I think there could be some upset teams that could be in there. But let me just throw this at you, okay? So the East, I got the Bucks, the 76ers, the Celtics, the Raptors, and the Nets. Those are my teams looking at it going into the first of the year. Those are the teams that I would say of, of the top five teams in the East and what they'll be and who they'll be playing. Now, the Heat, the Heat are team, again, they're 4-0 in preseason. However, where are you at in preseason? What's the last 10 minutes of the game doing? What's the fourth quarter? Who's playing? What's going on? Those things of that nature. But I still think if it comes down to it, the Bucks, 76ers, Celtics, Raptors, and Nets. I want to come back to 76ers here when I get down to the power rankings, a couple of the polls in the power ranking. Very interesting in power rankings as of right now. Now, in the West, now this is just my idea. I'm just throwing these out there. I'm going to say Clippers, Lakers, Nuggets, Jazz, Trailblazers. So that's what I'm going to go off of. Just what I'm thinking, I... I I know I may move the Lakers down pending on injuries. I, I still just looking at the eye test for where they're at, what's going on with their teams. Now the Clippers, they're over. They have not won a preseason game. Uh, so I can't put a lot of stock into preseason, but I do want to say Clippers, Lakers, Nuggets, Jazz, Trailblazers. Now two teams that I say we got to watch that you don't want to sleep on. And that would be the Mavs and the Kings. Now, just kind of think about this. The Mavs pick up of Seth Curry from the Trailblazers. They have also, they have Donich and Persingas. I think the Mavs, if there was a sleeper in the West, the Mavs or the Kings, I'm going to say those. Now, the Kings, there was a comment uh, made that I saw the Kings had, had posted, don't sleep on the Kings. Now, again, preseason let's go to the preseason they're two and two and playing very well now i want to see want you to look at these numbers here and i just went points per game because i think this is really interesting point here to why i set up my teams now the pelicans the pelicans i think it's a lot of hype right now they do have some shooters and they do have uh some pieces there um, but i don't know if they're a playoff caliber i think zion I think the hype's around him. I think it's going to be all year long around him, and I think it'll be fun. Now, this is why I say I don't see the Pelicans making the playoffs because the Pelicans, 
Now, points per game in the in the preseason, and they're 4-0. Mind you, the Pelicans are 4-0. 127 points per game. However, they're giving up 118. Now, when it comes down to it, you think about plays, the play that's going to happen, things are going to be going on in a game. I mean, the defense has to be played there. So let's look at these points per game. Uh, teams that are playing that are, are playing at high caliber. Now the Kings, the Kings are scoring 117 points per game, but they're also giving up 116. So I mean, they're they're scoring a lot of points here. Now uh, raise concerns here. This is what I said about the Jazz, but I know it's just preseason. They were only scoring 114 average in points in the preseason. But their opponents are scoring 128. Now, granted, I did not see a Conley or D. Mitch play in a fourth quarter game. Very rarely did you see any of them playing. Um, so what I'm saying is, you you can't put a lot of stake into this. Um, I don't. I'm not even alarmed at all. I, I I like what I see with Conley and D. Mitch and just the team overall. I think it has very good chemistry. And everybody else, I saw a thing also, I was reading about it on Bleacher Report, talked about don't sleep on the Jazz. Um, they're saying why they're one of the teams to to talk about. Now, I just want to kind of close with my NBA, kind of look at here. I want to do the power rankings. Now, this is from the NBA League Pass power rankings. They have 76ers first. That's why I told you, the 76ers in the East. Lakers second. Bucks third, Clips fourth, Nuggets fifth. That was the NBA League Pass it's power rankings. Then I also went to another, and oh, by the way, they have the Jazz as 14th in the power rankings. I don't think they're that low, but I guess this puts a lot in who they drafted, what do they have, um, free agents. There was a lot went into these power rankings as I was looking at them. Again, NBA League Pass, 76ers, Lakers, Bucks, Clips, and Nuggets. Now, the other one that I saw, they have the Jazz as sixth, but they have the Rockets at fifth. Rockets at fifth. I thought that was really interesting. It was a lot that, I mean, the Rockets could be there, but which I think they will be in the end. I have the Rockets there. Um, again, I don't have them. I, I, I mean, I have them down further. I have them making the playoffs. But as goes for the power rankings for the NBA, you're going to have the Clips, number one, which I agree. I don't think the 76ers are the number one team overall of the NBA. I would put Clippers there just because of their accusations over the preseasons, um, over the offseason and who they have. That's pretty. Kawhi and George, that's pretty good. I'm, I'm going to put those two up there. Number two is the Bucks. See, I still disagree with the Bucks there. I mean, they're a good team. Gonis is amazing. I don't know if I put them in number two, but I guess what they did here is they went one east, one west. But I don't know if you can put the Bucks at number two. I like them at number three at the other one. Now, this one has the Nuggets at three. I don't. I don't have the Nuggets. I, I, I think the Nuggets, young team, yes, but they get very w- turmoil from within. When it's got to be, you've got a lot of young studs want to show and and showcase their ability i think team chemistry is going to get to them this year 
So I don't know if I would agree with the Nuggets being third. Lakers fourth? Sure. I think the Lakers probably you could you could put them third or fourth on this one. And they had the Rockets fifth, Jazz sixth. Now I would actually put the Lakers third, uh, Jazz fourth, and I'd move the Nuggets to fifth, Rockets to sixth. That's what I would do. That's how it was. Now the Bleacher Report, the Bleacher Report, their, theirs is, is similar to the League Pass. And I told you they gave a lot of love. The Bleacher Report gave a lot of love to the Jazz. So it went Clips 1. Understandable. So I see that. Remember, the League Pass had them 4th. But Clips 1, Bucks 2, talked about that. 376ers, 4th Lakers, 5th Jazz. That's pretty good. You consider it if the Lakers are right there, but also the Jazz. Now, I think the Jazz will beat the Lakers because LeBron struggles here in Utah. I just think, I think in, in, in overall, I would take the Jazz, but that's because I'm a Jazz fan. And I, I don't know, the Lakers, pretty tough. I almost with the Bleacher Report, that one looked really close to, to my teams up there. Um, as I put the Nuggets third in mine as a power ranking. I don't know. I still, I'm torn there, but I like the Jazz three or four. I do like the Trailblazers. I think they're going to be a team to be dealt with. Again, um, before I go in, I'd like to thank my sponsors, Anchor, for for being able to set this podcast up and get ready for the next segment into NFL football. Okay, welcome back in. Uh, we have, as I said, we're going into our NFL section now of our podcast. Here again, as I've added this one into it, as I call Leslie's Picks here, my beautiful wife. Uh, she's kind of struggled. She's down to 50% now. It's all right. You you can rebound here. It'll be good for her. Um, so I have Leslie here with me. So how do you feel so far about your picks? Uh, well, last week wasn't so great, so I'm hoping to do better this week. All right. So this week, we, I put four games out there that I think Matchup wise is probably most interesting to see uh, Rams Falcons to start us off with game one. Who do you think will be the winner there? I'm gonna go with the Falcons. And why were you choosing the Falcons over the Rams? Well, I, mostly just because I like their colors better. I have no other reason. Oh, so just that's that alone. You can go Falcons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. Second one. This is gonna set up. For their division, this could be the winner of this division with the Texans-Colts. Who wins out of the Texans and Colts? I'm going to say the Texans. Now, reason for the Texans? Well, did the Texans play the Chiefs a few weeks ago? Last week. Yeah, and they lost. Chiefs lost. Chiefs lost. Texans did a pretty good job running the ball. So I'm going to go with them. You're going to go with Texans over the Colts. Now, the Colts did also ouch my Chiefs did give a little sting there to the Chiefs. Yeah, but they're not so good. So you're going to go with the Texans, Texans yep. over the Colts. Texans over Colts. Okay, so we got next one. Now, this is a tough one. It's in Seattle. Ravens, Seattle. Who wins this one? Seattle. Seattle does. Mm-hmm. And reasoning for? Mm, well, because I've been to Oregon and... I mean, Washington. 
<laughs> I've been to Oregon too, but I've been to Washington as we well. Sometimes struggle with geography, but that's okay. So I'm going with she Seattle. Have, she did not have any fun brownies, so so you're going to go Seattle on this one. Yeah. Okay. All right. Now, last Don't one. Don't they here. call that the eleventh man? Twelfth man. Oh, twelfth man. Twelfth man. Because there's man. eleven on the field. Eleven on the field. Twelfth man is. Twelfth man is the, the, so loud. Yep. Yes. That's the, another reason why. Yes, but the Chiefs do hold. The Chiefs do hold. Yeah, the loudest but stadium. we're not talking about the Chiefs right now. We're I'm talking about saying. Seattle, whoever. Twelfth man, eleventh man. Yeah, whatever. You know, give or take there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Now we're going to go on to the Minnesota Vikings are playing in Detroit. Uh, well, this one I really don't care about because I don't like either one of the teams. But I'm going to go with the Lions. Go with the Lions. Yep. Okay. Now, they played really well against the Chiefs. They so did play well against the Chiefs. If they play that way, I think they're going to win. So you're going to go with the Lions. I'm going with Detroit. So on Leslie's picks here, we have the Falcons, the Texans, the Seahawks, and the Lions. She took all but one home team. She thinks the Texans will beat the Colts. I, too, would agree with her there on that one as the Texans do beat the Colts. They're playing really well right now. The rest are home teams. The Rams, Falcons, I think that one's also could go either way on that. But the Falcons, they're not doing very well. And the Rams are kind of trying to find themselves with uh, trying to get back to their winning ways. Again, Leslie's picks. There you have it. And thank you. Anything else you want to say? Um, no. Oh, okay. All right. And we're back in. You never know what you're going to get with Leslie. That's one thing that I've always noticed about her and and the things that she says <laughs> really funny um like i said life with her is laugh after laugh and it's just a lot of good times um i just love her to death and appreciate her for being a sport and coming on and and talking like i said she does by default know a lot about football however just to kind of give you a little story here about Leslie. Um, her mom and dad aren't real big football fans when I first met her. Uh, one time I said, hey, would you like to go to a football game with me? And we were going to go watch BYU football. We had season tickets. And, and so we were going down to the game. And I called her up and said, hey, I've got an extra ticket. Somebody doesn't want to go. And so do you want to go? And she's like, Oh, yeah, I'd love to go. Well, she really didn't say talk like that. But she's like, yeah, I'd love to go. And so we went out and got her. Now, mind you, we're going to a BYU football game. BYU is blue and white. I should have prepped her for it. But she came out wearing this pink, full pink outfit, top to bottom pink. Um, It was enough, was the brand, very popular, very very uh, hip as she was because she's thinking, hey, I'm going to go with my new boyfriend to go watch a football game and dress up and be a little bit warm because I told her to wear warm. And so it was what before I, as she came running out, my grandpa goes, is she really wearing that? And I was like, oh, do you want me to have her change? And my grandpa's like, you're the one sitting by her. So that's how it was. And later that night after, because you watch the BYU games, you get home, rewatch the game. We were sitting in the section of the students where the students were, and they were panned it, the stadium with the camera. 
you actually saw Leslie and I right there in the sea of blue. There was Leslie in her pink right there. It was hilarious. But she's come a long way since then. As you know, she, she made some pretty good picks there. I would have disagreed. I think the Rams will beat the Falcons, but that's just me. Um, I think the Falcons are going to give up, and I think their coach is going to get fired here. So I, I just, I just look at it, and that's there. There's they got puzzle pieces, but their defense is just really bad. Now, with that being said, I want to get on to top receivers. Top receivers here. Now, each time I've showcased this, I've done. I did quarterbacks, did running backs. And then now I'll do receivers. I'll also, um, next week we'll do tight ends. And then the next week I'll do O-line. Because I think it's really important to do the O-line to give them enough time to get in involved and, and get them to see where they're at within where their team's at that long. So, I mean, I guess you could say O-line right off the bat. But it takes a while. Tim, chemistry, injuries, see where they're at. Now, top receivers, as we go over here, and looking at these top receivers that I have, um, now this, these top five, this is just by stats alone. We're just going to go stats alone here. Top five, starting at number five, Tyler Boyd, having a pretty remarkable year, uh, 40 receptions already. He has 416 yards. He's averaging about 10 yards a catch. He only has one touchdown, but that's because it's the Bengals. But this is a key kicker here. This is one that I thought was really interesting as you look at it. He has four catches over 20 yards and two over 40 yards. So if the Bengals, when they go deep, they go deep to Boyd. Obviously, he's getting open. Uh, and there's, there's many reasons here for that. But I think uh, number five, um, when I get to my picks, I'm going to kind of go different. I'm, I'm going to leave him off the list when I tell you my picks, but I'm just going off of these are just stats straight off the stats they have uh, and also uh, put together looking at other uh, people's ideas of top receivers and who is and who are the top receivers. So number five, Tyler Boyd for the Bengals and number four here, Keenan Allen for the Chargers, also 40 receptions for the Chargers. And he has 500 yards, 503 yards, actually. He's averaging 12 yards a catch. He has three touchdowns, which is better than Boyd's. And he, though, this is his thing. Nine catches, nine catches over 20 yards, zero over 40. Uh, Chargers are not a throw it. I mean, they'll air it out, but I don't see Phillip Rivers. He doesn't go very often too deep. 20 yards pretty good on that as they have that. There, so Keenan Allen at number four, Chris Godwin of the Buccaneers at three, having a breakout year. In fact, Chris Godwin has the most yards as of right now, he has 662. That's pretty amazing considering that Winston's throwing to him, and it's the Buccaneers. Now, granted, they've been down and they've needed to come back and throw some, but listen to his average yards per catch. 15 yards, actually 16 because 15.6. I'm going to give you 16 yards per catch. It's six touchdowns. Six touchdowns. That's amazing. Six touchdowns. And here's the kicker. 13 catches over 20 yards. That's pretty amazing. Nothing over 40 yards. That's because Winston can't throw it that far. And so that's probably why he's not there. But what a what an amazing receiver. What a year he's having. I almost picked him up in my fantasy, but I had the kicker. I had the 
tight end. I had too many of the Buccaneers, and I thought, no, this isn't going to be good. I should have taken him, though, when I had the chance. Uh, he is putting up some big yards. He, he's leading the league in yardage. Now, number two, this will be surprising. This one really surprised me. Uh, so we go here. Cooper Cup of the Vikings. Cooper Cup of the Vikings. He has 45 receptions, 522 yards, and he's averaging 12 yards carry as four touchdowns. So see the difference why God won, but I think just because Cup, um, his receptions, he also has nine over four touchdowns. I don't know why they put Cup over Godwin here, but I wouldn't have. I still think Godwin would have been above there, but they have Cup as right there. So going on, number one then, of course, you would say it would be Michael Thomas. He has 53 receptions at 632 yards, 632 yards. He's averaging 12 yards a catch, three touchdowns, has six over 20. Now, mind you, that's what the Saints and the receiving core of the Saints do have. That's amazing. Now, I thought it was really interesting, not one Kansas City Chiefs. Hill's been hurt. Watkins also hurt, banged up a little, hasn't played very much. He, Sammy Watkins is ranked 37th. He's the closest chief there on the list. That's kind of crazy to think there. Now, other notable top receivers. Uh, Hopkins for Houston. Jones for the Falcons. Edelman for the pa- Patriots. Fuller for Houston. Lockett for the Seahawks. And Fitzgerald for the Cards. Those were all notable. Now, let me put my... this. These are my top. This is according to... Sean Fessler, top receivers. And you could argue this with you, argue your list with me. I still think of players. Now, I'm looking at not just stats here. This is players uh, vital to your team, everything that goes into your receiver. Number one receiver, Michael Thomas. I guess you got to put Schuster in probably the talk about it. I wouldn't put him on my top five. I just thought I'd throw his name out there. I just kind of thought about that for a second here. Now, number two, I've been toting this guy. I'm very impressed with him. Chris Godwin. I think he's the second number two receiver. Now, Cooper Cup, he's making Minnesota. Now, last week, Diggs had some deep balls. Diggs was there also, I think, uh, looking at it. I'll come back and talk about him when I showcase the Lions and the Vikings there. So, number three, Cooper Cup. Number four, though, and, you know... Give some love, like I said, to the Patriots. They're they're for real this year. Uh, looking at it, Edelman. Edelman, Julian Edelman. I'm going to go with him at number four. He has 450 yards. Um, and you know what? He even missed a game. So, I mean, he has some major yardage, and he missed a game. And number five, I'm going to put three-way tie with Hopkins, Jones, Fitzgerald, and let's throw in Lockett. Those are my five at number five. So really I put four at number five because I don't know if you can separate those guys. I think they're right there. I think there's a big separation um, between those guys and looking at it. um, Very interesting. All right. That is my top receivers. Now I want to also talk to you. Let's go into, before I get to games here, 
I want to talk about some power rankings in the NFL. Now, I went to NFL.com. NFL.com. I'm just looking at them. Bleacher Report. Looked at theirs. Also, a couple others. Uh, people who post. I love it because the teams like Houston Chronicles post one and the Seattle Times post one. It's really interesting. You start going through and research, researching the Kansas City Star also post one. So I, I took one as really kind of funny because you look at this first power ranking is the Patriots. Everyone across the board has the Patriots. Uh, they really do look unstoppable. Now, I still they still haven't played a team um, with very much credibility. I mean, the Steelers, they're on a downslide. So, I mean, the Patriots, they haven't played anybody of a powerhouse yet, but they are still undefeated and they're rolling. So you got to give the nod, whether you like them or you don't. Patriots, number one in the power rankings. Number two here. Now, this is where it starts to get interesting. You flip number two and three back and forth and you can make an argument. Saints. Now, I'm going to go with the Saints as number two because if I think the Saints played the 49ers, Saints would beat them. They're proven. The Saints are proven, and they're winning without Breeze. That's a big feat there. We'll see what happens this week because the running back is not going to be there this week. Right now, I heard he's out. So, Kamara. Kamara's out. That could be a little bit different, but I still think the Saints are proven. So, Saints, number two. 49ers, they're undefeated. They had a big win against the Rams. Um, now, I, I think right now, this week is going to be one of those trap games. I think they really need to be careful with Washington this week. Now you're saying, are you kidding me? Washington's so bad. But looking at it, Washington lost their coach. They're coming back. Players tend to get up for this. 49ers had a big win over the Rams. Why I say it's a trap game, because if they don't come ready to play, they've got to go across country to Washington, D.C. Now, I'm just going to throw this at you. The Nationals, right, the Natties, they won. They're going to the World Series. There's a lot of buzz going on in D.C. I think the Redskins, If I, I'm not going to say they're going to win this game, but I think the 49ers will be challenged this week. So I put them three. Now, fourth, I'm going to go with the, on the Packers. I know this, this pains me here because of my Chiefs. Now, the only reason why I put them, and also I'm going to flip this here because the Chiefs will be number five. And the power rankings, I think the Packers would. I think that I got this. I think they got this one right. The Packers are there. However, I'll, I'll talk about it when I talk about my Detroit game. Some controversy there. It's very much controversy there with the refs and what took place in uh, some home cook- cooking for Green Bay. So that's right there. That puts it out as the Chiefs, Chiefs fifth. So you have Pats, Saints, 49ers, Packers, and Chiefs in our power rankings. That's our power rankings there for the NFL this week. Now, as we get into the games that I want to highlight, I think two games that will be very uh, instrumental in this team's success for throughout the year and going forward. Now, the two games that I picked, I'm going to go with Oakland and Green Bay. Oakland at Green Bay, again, to showcase this 
because it's it's really important. And then I also think Minnesota and Detroit. Like I said, I'm going to the NFC Central here and giving them a lot of love this week. So, but before I get to there, as I was watching the game and Troy Aikman and Joe Buck were commentating and they said, I don't know if I would sneak Patrick Mahomes. I wish, well, I wish Andy Reid would have listened because as they snuck Patrick Holmes in to get the first down, he pops his kneecap out, dislocated kneecap, and now we're going to be uh, three weeks, guaranteed three weeks, Miss Everything I saw today, reading reports, Kansas City Star. Now, the Chiefs haven't came out with the official thing on their website or anything, but uh, all the everybody's saying in report, uh, Adam Scheffler, all those guys are saying three weeks. He's out. We'll miss for sure three weeks. Now he's walking around, but I don't know about getting back to mobility. Um, everything I saw that, uh, he, they're hopeful that it'll be back for the chargers game. That's what they're hoping. That's in, um, four weeks. Then they have a bye week and then they'll play the Raiders, but they said for sure, against the Raiders, he will be back ready to go. Now let's look at their schedule, the Chiefs' schedule and Mahomes' injury. Okay, you look at this. Moore's been given the keys to the car. It's like dad gave teenager, okay, you got your license. Take care of the car. Don't do anything from it. So as you have here, um, I'm, I'm, I'm not too nervous because I, I think he did okay. You could tell he was a backup quarterback last night. And uh, there, there, although he did throw a touchdown pass, he kept the ball going. I think he will be fine as a backup. Uh, but we play Green Bay next. Next, not this coming Sunday, but the following Sunday. We have a week and a half. Get him as much reps as possible. Get him in. He knows the offense. That's one thing I thought was really cool is that he told Andy Reid, he said, hey, call whatever you call. I've got it. I know it. Now, that shows some character there. So I'll give him some credit. So we got Green Bay at home, Minnesota at home. I haven't played very well at home. Now, we go to Tennessee. Tennessee is a re- really odd team right now. I mean, they look like world beaters, and then they've looked really bad. So I don't know on that one. So those are the three guaranteed games he will miss. Then we come back for the Chargers. That will be the first time we face the Chargers. Probably, I would say, for this would be for our division championship there in the AFC West. Uh, I'm real kind of nervous about that one. If we have Mahomes, I think we win. I think we win our division, but our... I don't know if uh, it's kind of scary, but the bye week will get it back and then against the Raiders for sure. So uh, really good. I was really nervous when he went down. I thought, oh, my heck, what happened? I thought it was his ankle. And then then they talked about it being, you know, other things and oh, just all night long. In fact, I came upstairs and I told Leslie, I said, holy cow, it's over. Our season may be over. And she, you know, she's like, oh, it'll be all right. And and then she came down and, oh, and watched the game. And it was, I, I was, it was hardening. It was really disheartening as you think about your team and you're probably one of the, I wouldn't say uh, the number one player on the team that makes the team go. You have everything else. I think Stephen Smith said it last night. He's the engine and the windshield to this team. Everybody else is the body of the car. 
that makes it go. I mean, he's just, he's Patrick Mahomes. That's all I can say about that. All right, now, next off, let's go into our picks of the week. Here we go. So, wish him the best. Hope he gets healthier. Like to see him back next week, but I know that's not possible or plausible. So, hope he will be able to get back and, and get going there. Now, Oakland at Green Bay. My dislike for the Raiders is very strong. And there's some things here in this game that I want to look at. So, in the, across the board here, they're saying over under 46.5. Take the over. I'm saying in this game, looking at the, their defenses and their offenses, this game's going to go well over 47 points. It's just, it's just going to. Now, Green Bay is favored by 4.5. I say they cover that as you're looking at it. So that's just what I'm saying. Now, in the power rankings, as I said, Green Bay was fourth, you know, right there, fourth. I think that's pretty good. Power rankings have Oakland at 18th. As you kind of look at this, Oakland's a really different team. They they look like they looked really good last week. I mean, really good. And 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 got a win. They're they're got the run game going. I think Oakland uh, has some things. Now look at, has some things going for him. Uh, especially, like I said, the run game. I think they're getting used to Gruden. I think they're gelling as a team, which I don't want them to, but I think they are. Now, if you look at the passing numbers, okay, their, their passing numbers, really interesting here. 213 yards passing, averaging per game, and 134 yards rushing. What does that tell you? That means Gruden is paying attention to the run game. He's using what he's learned um, from his past mentors, Green Bay, uh, also 49ers, where he's watched and played. He's putting together a pretty good run, run game as they have there. Now, the Packers passing yards average 250 yards of passing per game. Green Bay puts a lot of focus into their passing and puts their their team basically on Aaron Rodgers' shoulders. But Jones has been coming on. Now, Jones, on the other hand, rushing, he has 349 yards rushing. And a lot of those came off of the game in Dallas. So I think that just looking at that, that's a, that's a, lot, a big deal. Now, points per game, this is where it gets interesting. Points per game, the Raiders are scoring, averaging 20 points per game. Green Bay's averaging 24 points a game. I just think there's a big, looking at those two things there, that's, that's kind of a big deal, the points-wise. So you, you see there's where they're four and a half. Now, overall offense with Oakland, their offense is overall is 21st in the league. This was really, to me, this next one, Green Bay is 17th in their offense. I thought that was really... Uh, Really interesting because I, I thought Green Bay would be better. Also on the defensive side of the ball, Green Bay's 21st in defense and Oakland 17th. This game, this game's going to be pretty amazing. Now, why I say it now, look at when I told you the passing defense, Oakland gives up 263 yards average. So both ways. Now, their defense... Rushing is only letting 92 yards. So you're taking what the Packers do good, and they're going to be able to exploit the Raiders' defense by passing the ball. The Raiders, on the other hand, rushing, they stop the rush, but they can't stop the pass. They give up 263 yards passing. Hard for them. 
Green Bay, on the other hand, though, they're giving up 124 yards per game on the average. So what Oakland does good and what the Packers do good is both good. So you're looking at it. I really think they're... So that's what I think the game's going to hinge on is what defense gets to stop? What defense gets to stop? I think if the Raiders shut down Green Bay's run game, they won't be able to contain Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Rodgers is going to throw for over 300 yards. And it's going to be come down to the passing game. Rodgers, for the year, is on fire. He's sitting about uh, 1,100 yards passing for the year. I mean, it's just just absolutely amazing of what Rodgers have been doing. Uh, actually, 1590 is his total uh, throwing yards. Eight touchdowns, only two interceptions. Rodgers is, is, is playing very well, and the team is on his shoulders. I think it comes down to it. Um, you're looking at it. Uh, Green Bay, notable wins. Yes, they do have some wins. They beat the Bears, the Vikings, the Lions, the Cowboys. They did have a bad loss to the Eagles. Now, the game should have been lost. They should have lost last week to the Lions. Now, I know everybody saw it, and the officiating this year is atrocious. I do not like when officials can take the game. That one, the first hands to the face, wasn't a hands to the face. It came on a third down, and on that same drive, the Packers go down to score when they would have been punting, but they get the first down, they go down to score a touchdown. Also, then on the next one, that was the most crucial one. Time running out, uh, hold them, third down, here it is. They're going to have to kick the field goal possibly, maybe get a I mean, there's so many things that can happen. I feel bad for the Lions on that one. I hate when an official makes a call. Now, granted, if the if the Lions would have stopped him, you know, would have stopped him, the game wouldn't have happened. So, I mean, I, I see how the game goes. But a call can be demoralizing. And I think that was what it is. But for my week this week, I think Green Bay wins, covers the spread, and I think they win big. I'm going to go Green Bay by 10. Green Bay in the win by 10. Now, the next one I want to talk to you about we're going to stay here in the central because I think this is a game where both these teams can go either way for the lions. The lions are a good football team. Their record does not show it does not show how good the, they are. I mean, they take the chiefs to the, to the brink of everything. The Cardinals are showing that they're not as bad as what they were. So they had to tie there. They should have beat the Packers last week. So just looking at it, um, I mean, they, just really interesting. The Lions. I mean, they beat the Chargers. They beat the Eagles. It's. it's I'm just telling you, they they should be there. Pretty interesting. Now, for this game, the over under is forty three point five. I say again, take the over on this one. I think a lot of points are going to be scored here, and Detroit is favored by two. Power rankings of these two teams. The Vikings are eighth in the power ranking. And the Lions are the 13th. So I don't know. But I can see why they have the Lions. Because they're playing at home. And they're doing very well. Uh, if you take and look at it overall, Minnesota's offense is ranked 11th. They're quietly putting together a pretty good season. Detroit's defense is 29th in the league. Not so good. And also, Minnesota's defense is 5th overall. 
So Minnesota has a pretty good team. I think a lot of people have been overlooking them. However, ah, their schedule has not, they really haven't played anybody. They played the Falcons under 500. They played the Ra- the Raiders, who are 3-2. and two. Uh, No, I wouldn't put them as great. The Giants, they did beat the Eagles. So I, I, I give them that. And, you know, for the Raiders, I mean, it's okay. They're putting together a, a, a season. Now, you look at it. Kirk Cousins has, he's, he, he's pretty, putting together a pretty good season. His completion, he's completed 108 out of 155. He has a 13, uh, 74 yards passing. So 1,374 yards, nine touchdowns, and three interceptions. Kirk Cousins is not a bad quarterback. He's actually a fairly decent quarterback. And I, uh, I mean, I don't like him because he went to Michigan State. However, not bad numbers. Now, Matthew Stafford, on the other hand, he has thrown more yards for him on two less, but he's thrown more times. You, all, you know that, that Detroit is going to throw the ball. He's only had two interceptions. I think the thing that's made the Vikings very good this year is Dalvin Cook. One of the top five running backs that I showcased in my other show, there's, is, he, he's, he's legit. Dalvin, Dalvin Cook is legit. He has 583 yards rushing already on six touchdowns. The boy's putting together a game the year this year on games. Now, uh, on Johnson had a big breakout year again, uh, game against the Chiefs, which was saddening. Uh, looked like we can't even stop anybody. He ran for quite a few yards. Now, he only has 285 yards on the year, but he's kind of had a rough year, slow going, but his last two games have been pretty good. In the receiving core now, you got Diggs and Cup and also the tight ends that are being very, they have a lot, uh, a lot to do with the wins and losses of this thing, of this game this week. Now, the Lions, if you're looking at the Lions, uh, they have some, Okay wins. I mean, uh, they beat the Chargers and they beat the Eagles. So so you got to put that on there. Should have beat the Packers. I think um, this week uh, they get on track. I think they do. I think the Lions give everything they need. They're going to beat the Vikings. I'm calling it here. Lions beat the Vikings in a shootout. Lots of points score and walk away with the win. Now, I'm going to say 34-31, 34-31 in a desperate shootout. And this is what it is. Stafford has a big game, and he throws. And the thing is, the Lions' defense at some point in this game is going to get a big stop, and that's going to set them up. They're going to get a big stop. It's going to be frustrating to Minnesota. And I'm going to say the Lions are going to win 34-31. Again, thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Tell your friends about it. Uh, throw me whatever you want to throw at me. Let me know what you want to hear, who you want me to showcase. Like I said, next week we will be showcasing the best tight ends. You already know who I'm going to pick as number one tight end, but we'll wait till next week. Until then, keep on watching all the sports you can. Enjoy this thing we call football and basketball, and especially the start of NBA season. You've got to be excited.